Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Turbocharger customer experience results with nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching, uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors, Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. It made your tummy feel good. That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go to for a healthier, happier you. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 295, episode two of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness it's wednesday july 12th 2023 you know what that is national pecan pie day or pecan pie day depending on where you grew up national simplicity day i don't know what that is paper bag day eat your jello day national different colored eyes day and malala day okay i'm I'm on board with shout out malala yeah I'm on board with pretty much all those things. Paper bag, simplicity, pecan pie, jello, different colored mm. eyes. My mom's on. specialty growing up was derby pie, which is pecan pie with chocolate chips in it. Oh. Highly recommend yeah, my yeah, mom's yeah. derby pie. I've never had it from anyone else. Just from so having her pie. cookies alone, I'm like, I'll I'll eat anything your mother makes. She's a wizard with uh, the chocolate chips. <laughs> and, you know, her Thanksgiving turkey stuffed with chocolate, chocolate chips. chips. Incredible <laughs> secret ingredient: chocolate uh, chips. You haven't lived since you've had a since you've had a unless you've had a turkey thigh just injected with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Bananas O'Brien. Oh, I had a weird banana experience this morning where I opened a banana. It like felt stiff, but it wasn't like not ripe stiff. It was like ripe, but it was stiff. And then when I started breaking it apart in my kids cereal, there was like a there was like wood in them, like a stem 
in the middle of the banana, which oh, has never yeah. happened to me before. So I don't know. Let, let me know what, what's happening Yeah, produce out there. gang, pull up. What, what happened with this <laughs> banana? Gang. I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles Gray, a.k.a. Tuna Roundsite Baby. Picking out the turtle shells. Eat tuna roundsite baby. Picking out the turtle shells. I eat tuna around my baby. And picking out the turtle shells. That's obviously a take on Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Plus my love for Subway tuna, which they say is turtle maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I believe it's just tuna that's been so cooked to shit that all the genetic information has been just destroyed. And they don't know what it is. But anyway, shout out to Lockeroni on the Discord for that. And yeah, obviously, shout out Subway Tuna. <laughs> Most importantly, Most shout importantly, out Subway yeah, Tuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined for the first time by a very funny yes. TV writer, producer, stand-up comedian mm-hmm. whose one-woman show, Oh God, a show about abortion, was on Broadway last year. No big yeah. deal. Off. It's Allison Levy! <laughs> Allison! Hello! Sadly, off-Broadway. Oh, it's okay. I don't know if, I don't know if abortion year. and Broadway go as quite together as <laughs> off-Broadway. So, I missed but yes. the off in the <laughs> yeah. description. That's but okay. It's great. Yeah. Is it is that is that like a big thing in Broadway where like people are really going to come? Like, I get I that. I get no that there is a difference. Clue. But like at that point, no, you know, no idea. It's no on stage. idea whatsoever. I don't, I'm just like, well, it wasn't a musical. So <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Which I mean, if somebody wants to write an abortion musical, like I'm here to help you. Yeah, that would I'm be yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, you're in New York. I am in New York. Yes. Sweating my way through New York right now. It's yeah. so hot here. Yeah. yeah. It's like it, you said it's the 90s? 90s. I was out doing a WGA abortion rights picket today because it's Hell fun yeah. to kind of combine all of the nightmares that are plaguing our current culture and try yeah. and fight them all at one, in one two-hour window. So I was outside marching around, and now I'm just very happy to be home and talking to you guys from my air-conditioned apartment. <laughs> yeah. How, what's the, what are the vibes of the WGA East uh, we, you know, the crews you know. pulling up in New York because we see it all that I've, I'm, I've, I want to, what's, what's the New York, uh, picket life like? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the New York, you know, it's, ex- I think that I haven't been to an LA picket, but I've been to all the New York or a bunch of the New York ones. And, uh, it's exactly the same dis like discrepancy between New York and LA and every other element of the entertainment industry. It's like uh-huh. lower key celebrities, like everybody's <laughs> carrying their coffee around. Like it just feels like I'm like, yes, this is the New York side of the WGA. Right, right, right. It's, right. Uh, but I did get to meet Mandy Patinkin a few weeks ago and that was oh, uh, a amazing. thrilling appearance to we get love to mandy. be a part we of. love mandy around here he's the best yeah that's pretty good that's a pretty yeah. good appearance is yeah someone yeah doing there, what drew, there's some good ones is some is drew carey also paying for meals in the east coast is someone doing anything like that for y'all or that's just for uh, the they've west had like coast food trucks and stuff pull up and i think there's a couple of restaurants around town who offer a wga discount if you have your membership yeah. card but you know we don't have we don't have very many game show hosts here who have just been rolling in cash for two decades. <laughs> right, so right. I don't know if anybody is like down to also just like New York. I mean the food's so expensive. <laughs> right. Yeah, it. Drew Carey's like, oh, look, Bob's Big Boy's one thing, but right. I can't I can't handle Russ and Daughters or something. Yeah, in New York. it's like oh my god, if Russ and Daughters <laughs> would hook us up, I would be forever <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> I feel like the night like the nineties is when the garbage starts, like something gastronomical starts happening to the garbage juices. Yes. It's like it create creates a garbage stew and like, yeah. you can kind of smell it everywhere. Have you it's smelled a, anything interesting? It's a smell <laughs> like it like compares to nothing else. They're really yeah. like hot garbage is just I think that most people don't even really understand what it smells like unless you've been in New York when it's ninety-five degrees. Yes. Or you know what? I've smelled it in LA, I'll be honest. Uh you just have to be yeah. on the wrong street corner at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> 
for sure. Totally. It's more pervasive in New York. Yeah, it's just you can't escape it. It's just too small of an island to possibly yeah. outrun a smell. Yeah. <laughs> so there's when I lived there, there was like a month where the, my entire neighborhood smelled like maple syrup for no mm-hmm. reason oh, that anyone yeah, yeah, could yeah. explain. I remember that. Yeah. That and was... they found out it was like um, winds were blowing, wasn't it? From just New like Jersey. the preservative factories and like yeah. the processed, like it was like, you know, the place where they make like vanilla extract or something. Oh, so right. wait. So we did get to the bottom. Jack would always talk about, he's like, you always bring this up about the maple syrup, but there was an actual. That's what the, ex- the government wants you to believe it was. Right. The, uh, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Preserve. But right. I, th- I think it was ghosts of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) All right, Allison, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Uh, We're going to check in with my pillow guy. What's he been up to? He was was everywhere there for a little while. Yeah. How how are things working out for him? Let's check in. Yeah. There's a big masculinity push happening in politics right now. I feel like it's a dumb thing to say, like, idiocracy was a documentary, but it truly feels like in this moment, politics is trending in the direction of, like, WWE wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's just, like, trying to be the stronger, bigger person. (laughs) We're going to talk about The Orb in in Las Vegas, because I can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) You really fucking can't stop thinking about thing really the fucking got me, man. So just just a little backstory and a okay. future story of like what, what it's aimed at. Who mm-hmm. Who's behind the orb? It's very got sinister. It. And we will talk about the Barbenheimer phenomenon. The phenomenon of Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out on the same day. Why are they coming out on the same day? And just the craze that it has caused. They've sold 20,000 Double bills, like 20,000 20, fans will be catching a double feature. Hell yeah. It's a long day. That is a long day. It's a long day. Like the filmmakers are like publicly on board, but I feel like that's the worst way to experience one of those movies. Whatever yes. comes second is going <laughs> to be grueling. It's like, you know what I want my for, for people watching my Barbie movie is for it to feel emotionally grueling that would be wild <laughs> to chase barbie like i always say following barbie up with oppenheimer is a true test of like your mental fortitude i think because i didn't realize oppenheimer's three hours yeah no these are oh, not, yeah. like and barbie's 154 we're, ca- we're calling that two two that's yeah. two yeah yeah okay you go Oppenheimer first, Barbie's going to feel real long. <laughs> like that, oh, that extra God. 24 minutes after it hits the hour and a half mark, you're going to be like, yo. That's what I'm saying. I think Oppenheimer after Barbie, you'd completely lose all sense of time and like you're where you are on Earth. Yeah. But anyway, Oppenheimer we'll, before we'll Barbie, in. never sicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know the old saying. Uh, but before we get to any of that bullshit, Allison, we do like to ask our guests, What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I yesterday was looking up the public pool hours in New York because I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate of going to the public pools in New York City because everybody's like, I mean, ew, gross. The public pools, like, I'd rather go to a hotel. And I'm like, okay, but the pools are run by the city and have, like, really intense guidelines about how clean they have to be. And you know who doesn't have those guidelines? Any hotel. Um, (laughs) I don't know if any (laughs) hotel pools are getting cleaned in the way that the public pools in New York are. So I am a huge fan. They're freezing cold. If you live in New York, they're super, they're like, because they're like, 
cooling centers. Like they're for people, especially who don't have air conditioning in the summer. Um, They're also the location of a lot of the free lunches that get, you know, for students. So in the summer, you're not in school. That's where they do it. I love, love, love the public pools, but I was, uh, I've never gone early enough to know what time they open. So I was like, I guess I should find out. And it's 11, which I think is a little close for me. Um, So I don't know (laughs) if I'll ever get there at opening, but noon feels right. (laughs) Right, right, right. Did you grow up in New York? In New York? No. Yeah. Where did you I grew grow up, up in Maryland, but I've been here for 16 or 17 years now, okay, which okay. is crazy because I'm 20. Um, no. <laughs> God, you're so much. Yeah. Just kidding. I would never want to be 20 again. My God. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of the most chaotic times in my life. Uh, okay, Because like L.A., the pools in L.A. are just because of the ambient heat. Mm-hmm. Not always like super cool, but you definitely yeah. cool off. But then we also totally. just have like all those like splash parks now where it's just basically the equivalent of like an open fire hydrant, but yes. in a like foam ground area to make it safe yeah, for kids. Yeah, for kids. I love the public pools in LA though too. I used to go swim in those when I lived there. I, yeah. They're the best. I Shout love pools. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's, Little... that's something about me. I love pools. It's unique. I've, talk, I've <laughs> talked before on here about how my first job out of college was as a pool boy at the Soho house, mm. the roof deck of the Soho house when that had just opened. And I was in charge of, just to your point about them not having regulations, I was in charge of, like, the chlorine levels. Mm. Also, you, you were? Yeah. They were, like, <laughs> like there was... Yeah, oh, no. I, I had somebody who, like, knew more about it, who checked with me every once in a while. But I was, like, doing the pH testing and yeah. shit. And wow. was in no way equipped to do that. I had to, like, pull a drowning kid out of the pool one time. Yes. I... Well, there I was there during the blackout of mm-hmm. what whatever year that was. Two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three, yeah. and everybody like came to that pool. It was a tiny pool. It was like yeah. ha- halfway between a pool and a bathtub. Yeah, and, it's like the size of a couch. But everyone thought it would be a cool <laughs> place to hang out, and it was like milky by the end of it. Oh yeah, because oh. I didn't know what I was doing. As, no. yeah. <laughs> They just like put whoever's up there in charge of like the chlorine levels. Yeah. Yeah. Because like on the other side, like in Vegas, their pools, like if you open your eyes under the water, it will Mm -hmm. just strip like membranes from your like eyeballs. So yeah, your eyes will turn like five shades lighter. Yeah. (laughs) You just just have white walker eyes after you (laughs) open them underwater. What is something, Allison, that you think is overrated? Okay. This is a, a hot take. Uh oh, hot take for a hot day. Frozen drinks. Mm. I think like I look. I love a frozen drink. Like I think mm-hmm. it's a fun. But like I feel like I never taste the drink that I'm getting when it's frozen because what you taste is cold. Mm-hmm. And I would rather have a drink that tastes like what it is and maybe is like chock full of ice, like a really icy. Like I would rather have a great margarita on the rocks with a ton of ice than a frozen margarita because i love the taste of a margarita it's like super tart delicious but i just think frozen drinks like are not they're not where it's at when it comes to taste Mm. oh because like the little bits of ice are just kind of fucking up yeah and i think it's like such a shock to have like so much ice in your mouth at once that like i think it does like numb a little bit of your 
this is me not being a scientist claiming this, no, but no, like I do no. think like your mouth is tasting cold. <laughs> like you're ta- like you're so you're Tastes tasting like cold. Cold, <laughs> yeah, which like sure. great. There's times I totally want to taste cold. Yeah, <laughs> but most of the time I want to taste alcohol. So. Did you have something recently that that kicked this, or was it a margarita? Was it a frosé? Was it a I, frozen Paloma? I, re- I see a lot of those. love a Paloma. I yeah. recently chose a, a Rock's Margarita over a frozen one when presented with the option. And I feel yeah. like I was met with a lot of kind of shock by the people I was with because it was hot yeah. outside. But I was like, I want to taste the lime and the tequila. And like, that's what I'm getting the drink for. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, because I think sometimes if the ratios are wrong, it is like hint of flavor with yeah. ice shards or f- like eating a bunch of snow or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So you. that's, you know, not not probably not a popular opinion. What about especially. a Slurpee? You know, we just we just we celebrated are, we're recording 7-Eleven. This on we're recording Slurpee yeah. Day. I was going to say this is, is today Slurpee Day. Oh, right. Yeah, it's 7-Eleven. Yeah, you get yeah. a free one. Shit. Yeah. Am I near shit. a 7-Eleven? No. Uh-oh. Someone's <laughs> wheels are turning now. I'm like, how do I get a 7-Eleven? Like, a, I love a Slurpee. But again, like, I think those first few sips are colder than they are flavorful. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Once mm. it kind of melts a little bit, then you're getting more of the delicious chemical like just, syrup that makes yeah, a yeah, but to your point, such a special like, American drink. Yeah. It has to be like 90% sweeter than it would otherwise because yeah. it has to break through the overwhelming, like the mouth feel that is just like, I have snow in my mouth. Yeah, and I do, like when you drink a Slurpee and I think other frozen drinks are similar, like there is an ability to kind of like suck up all the syrup and flavor and you're sometimes left with like a lighter color like, I'm yeah. thinking of when I've drank, like, had a Slurpee, and, like, then you're starting to see, like, oh, I'm sucking all the stuff from the bottom, and then yeah. you're just left with this, like, you know, the concept of a flavor, crushed ice, and, like, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like, the I want LaCroix the whole thing. flavor? Yes, the LaCroix Slurpee flavor. flavored LaCroix. <laughs> Someone yeah. three rooms away says blueberries, and, like, that's yeah. what the flavor is. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think, I think, you know, there's a place and a time for something frozen. I do love a good Slurpee, but I think they're overrated. Yeah, across yeah. the board, frozen. A drink. glass of rose better than frose. Yes, one hundred percent. And you'll get drunker faster. And isn't that what we're all after when we're having frozen alcoholic drinks? <laughs> truly, truly. When someone so I, frose, I guess probably missed me. Mm. What yeah. is that? That's is like a it last like, five Do they serve thing. it in the? Yeah. Oh, it's got oh, yeah. the like swirly thing. That's Everyone's doing it, it constantly. It's like the new thing, especially in LA, with because mm-hmm. it's that the heat. It's like there's frosé. There's like frozen palomas everywhere. Yeah. There's fro for gronies. I've seen. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's like for the God. opposite of what a Negroni is supposed yeah. to like be about. I class. made frosé at home a few years ago. Right, total yeah. class. Three kinds of alcohol. <laughs> I made frosé at home a few years ago. It's super easy too. Like you could just right buy yeah. cheap rosé and make ice cubes out of it, and then blend that up with a little more wine and suddenly you oh. have frozen wine. Yeah. There it is. What is uh, something you think is underrated? Um, I'm going to stick on a food kick here since I brought up drinks. Parmesan goldfish. I don't know if people encounter these Wow. very oh, often. They are tried. harder to find. Um, I have a bodega near me that does keep them sometimes. I mm-hmm. just poured a bunch in my mouth before we started recording this, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just a nice, like, it's subtler than cheddar, but it's like a little more interesting than just like a plain cracker. Right. Mm. They're terrific. I If you see them, they have a green package. Yeah. Get yeah. the Parmesan goldfish. I'm such a goldfish purist. Like, I don't mm. even eat the flavor blasted ones. Like, I've I tried find it them. to be overwhelming. Yeah, they're a little... T- I'm like, I'm a kid at heart who just remembers like the big carton being poured mm-hmm. into my wax Dixie cup for snack time. Yeah. And I just always want to like recreate that. But I've always... 
I've never, I don't think I've ever had the Parmesan one, and I see it all the time, but I've just, oh, I'm, I'm ignorant. I'm rigid. Very... They're like albino goldfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. They look very more nuanced sure. flavor. Very yeah. subtle. I am going to try them now. I've always steered clear. Oh, no, it's it unnatural. I it does feel like one, you know, goldfish are supposed to be neon orange and these are yeah. not. And two, like, you know, Parmesan is just like not a flavor I associate with a snack food that's like geared right. towards children. Like, I don't <laughs> right, think of like right, kids right. being like, is this Parmesan or Pecorino? Like, you, right. like they don't I don't that like very like nutty earthiness is not something yeah. I think kids are like really chasing after. Right, but right. I'm an adult and I love them. Yeah, <laughs> this right. is the goldfish for your charcuterie board. Ah, Absolutely. Right. Do you have you the Grana Padano goldfish? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about some news. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. And 
and we're back. We're back. And uh, the My Pillow guy, we love him, don't we, folks? Oh yeah, folks, we love <laughs> he's, him. He's he 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 hasn't really been in the news much lately. No, a- after he he just kind of quieted down for a while, but he does seem to be firmly in the find out phase of fucking around and finding <laughs> out. Yeah, so you know he had quite a run. During the Trump presidency, you know, he went from wacky racist loser that sells pillows on TV to wacky racist loser that sells pillows on Fox News segments. Right. Uh, he like his moved love from the commercials into the actual the, segments yeah, to Tucker Carlson, which <laughs> Has is anyone look, ever done that before. I don't I mean, honestly, that is a glow up. You know, that is like a huge glow. Game recognized game and show business. Look, you went from being the person who was paying to be on the show to just somehow being on the show because you were willing to say whatever the fuck was going on. And his love of Trump was the engine that drove him upwards and ultimately the catalyst for his professional implosion. And that never happens with people who never. partner up with Trump. No, it's so no. weird. When it <laughs> usually ends with you ascending to the highest heights yeah, of our getting a criminal Nobel justice Prize. system. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, he's been one of the most vocal proponents of the big lie, and he did countless live streams. We talked about the conventions he held and, like, where he was like, I'm going to show you guys, like, the, the real thing that's going on here, and it, like, never came to fruition. And none of that happened, and his boner for upending democracy has also cost him his business because multiple big, big box retailers and websites have decided to no longer carry my pillow products. He says that his revenues have fallen by about a hundred million dollars. Now, I'm just like, I, I, yeah, was he making that much money? Like, I'm just so confused by that business. Like, was yeah. it really successful? <laughs> Yeah, apparently, I mean, let's see. I mean, you can't really believe anything he yeah. said, but let's see. What was what kind of revenues are they making in 2019? 17.3-ish. So I don't know what 100 means. It sounds like a bit of hyperbole, but it did yeah. go from a mil- like a multi-million dollar business to now he is trying to liquidate all of the equipment and furniture in his fucking factory. He's recently listed more than, quote, 850 surplus equipment items on an online auction site, KBID, sewing machines, industrial fabric spreaders, forklifts, even desks and chairs are up for auction. And not only that, he's had to find like shit for his employees to do because business has slowed to like a fucking halt. Some people he moved over to like his online marketplace where they saw all kinds of crap. And some have been like shifted to his addiction and recovery business. Oof, like I don't know how you go gave from me the chills. Yeah, Grim. that yeah. gave my like bowels goosebumps. Oh like, yeah, you're like imagining his addiction and recovery business. Like yeah, exactly. To, and then having like someone who was working on making bad pillows be like in charge of anything there. Yeah, like, giving you your, your methadone. Like what's happening? <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, I don't know. And apparently, like, he's like, he said he's worried, like, you know, if some employees might leave because they don't like what they're doing now. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. He said so far he hasn't had to fire anybody. I don't know how true that is. But this is all while Dominion is still is suing him. Dominion Voting Systems is suing him because of his participation in all the election lies for one billion dollars. And this other thing that happened recently, another court ruled in arbitration that he had to cough up five million dollars to a software engineer who won a contest called Prove Mike Lindell Wrong and Win Five Million Dollars, put on by Mike Lindell, who said, I dare anyone to go through this data set and show me that there's that there's no gobbledygook malarkey going on. This software engineer proved that and said, Where's my five million? He didn't pay. And now the court says 
yeah, motherfucker, you have to pay him. And he called the ruling frivolous. <gasps> oh, my God. So Has he's kind of in a, yeah, it's a bad Slept on a my pillow. Has anyone ever, like, seen I was one in, ask, the, in the is wild? Is it actually a good pillow? I'm so curious as to, like, what it's like. Like, is it I, a regular pillow? Is it a memory foam pillow? Like, I don't understand I, I what don't, he was I, selling to start with. Yeah, I remember when when he first came on the scene, like people saying that it's more of like a marketing machine and it's yeah. pre- a pretty unremarkable pillow. Yeah, it, there's because no there way are it's good, good and bad pillows. They're right. like, and yeah. I just he doesn't also give me the kind of vision of someone who understands sleep. Like he, yeah. <laughs> he seems like somebody <laughs> who's awake twenty four hours a day on speed. Like him and Trevor yeah. are just like, all right, no, let's and, do this. Like and truly, like he's been open. He's like, yeah, I used to smoke crack. Like, yeah. and I'm now I'm in recovery. So, and I know a little bit about pillows. And you're like, I don't know if you're like a guy with a push broom mustache is the one. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What about pillows? Like, I'll ask him about like, I don't know, seat cushions for like truck drivers or something like that. Right. Not what's good for my yeah. spinal spine and neck health, but. I wonder what got him into the pillow game to start with. Such an odd business I, to try and break into. I, I vaguely remember when we were first covering him, like his origin story had something to do with like him being up for like days at a time and like that having something to do. So he's like, so that I feels... know pillows because I've like tried to sleep well, going through withdrawals or some, some, something <laughs> along those lines. Apparently, he like he start, he sold up some bars that he owned and mortgaged his house to. He, I guess he apparently right. hand sewed the pillows himself in the beginning and handled all oh, the yeah. sales with some help from his hand family. This is back in two thousand himself. No, he didn't. Yeah, I don't That's know. Complete bullshit. But this also, is where like, this. But it's a grift because at the end of the day, he was going on Fox talking about like you got fibromyalgia, you got MS. These pillows will help without any support like scientific evidence and so that was how like momentum started going where people were like these are like the pillows that you need when in fact they're just just regular old they just, are just pillows. pillows you're just buying election denying pillows but yeah right. you know you hate to see it folks uh he's gone from you know one of the one of the best we had on fox news to now selling industrial fabric spreaders on an auction mm. so. all right pillow mm. yeah all right <laughs> p <laughs> for pillow rest in pillow rest in pillow he does seem like one of these people who just was able to lie successfully for 15 years in a row just full breaks Mm -hmm. or full all gas no breaks on like just i lie and like keep getting richer and it just he just wasn't able to like switch to a different gear and it just like drove over a cliff so you really have to feel sorry for him, folks, is yeah. what I'm saying here. Totally. He was blinded by his own privilege. He yeah. didn't know what he was doing. He was getting away with it for so long. That's not fair. Taking out a mortgage on your own house, like starting out in a fucking garage, hand creating the product. Like Steve Jobs started out in a garage just like melding together the different yeah. parts for that. But like these are all bullshit stories that are in every person, like every successful company's yeah. origin story. <laughs> And it's always like the truth is like they took out a loan from their dad or their dad's mm-hmm. rich friend, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. A guy I met golfing. If you're looking for a massage table, he's also selling massage tables. Apparently, oh, no. auction listings. He's no, got, like, no, no. Why? What were you those? Get it for five bucks. What were those a part of? Were they no personal idea. business? No idea. 
no idea who <laughs> used them and for what purpose. He's like, but, it's just mine, uh, but you yeah. can have it. <laughs> I need five bucks. God, what could his addiction and recovery business be like? He just seems like a person who, like, in recovery seems to fully embody the drug he was abusing. Mm-hmm. Like, which I, I don't know how you pull that off necessarily. Yeah, but, I'm not sure. Yeah, does it have a na- does his recovery program have a name? Like, I kind of need him to have every business he starts, of which I assume there's going to be many over the years, be like branded as like my blank. Like, it's called my uh, the Lindell recovery. recovery Network. So he's got no. his name on it. It's, it's a addiction. It's an addiction resource organization. Okay. So it's so probably it's like another grift where I don't think they're probably <laughs> being like, here, we'll connect you with a group of businesses that we can also right. profit from. Uh, right. If you have the misfortune of coming to this website looking for help. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are you addicted to crack? Do you need a forklift for cheap? Those are the yeah. two things we have <laughs> for you. Yeah. We'll throw on a forklift for you. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, we could do some therapy to kind of get to the root of your trauma, but I think you just need a massage table. Like, yeah. you. <laughs> work out some of those kinks. You want to buy some Stanzo brand fedoras? They stink, but they're great. They're Stanzos, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take them all. You got to take all 20 massage tables. Sorry. There's no deal. The deal's (laughs) going to be cherry on mine. There's fucking no deal. (laughs) All right. Big, like, kind of embarrassing feats of masculinity, of, like, insecure masculinity seem to Mm -hmm. be having a a real moment right now, Mm -hmm. just generally, like, with Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg getting most of the attention with their like i'll beat you up no i'll beat you up my mom says your i can't penis beat out. you up so let's compare penises did his mom sign off on the comparing penises thing yeah apparently it was her idea <laughs> why don't you show how big your penis is elon just like we said <laughs> don't fight just pull your penis out yeah that's i've that's, that's how you she, always solve your problem she should have that's told her we, husband that yeah <laughs> then we wouldn't have to deal with elon musk <laughs> Yeah, it's also it's bleeding its way over into politics, of course. Yeah. And I, yeah. you'd argue that that's it's been like this since Trump took over the party where like, you know, Josh Hawley, we saw him be like, I'm a where's my book about being a man. But yeah, like right now. Right. We saw we talked about RFK Jr. Looking like he was pumping weight in the fucking prison yard. And like, yeah. I was like, whoa, shit, RFK's fucking ripped, FK. And then we also, there's Governor Ava, uh, Asa Hutchinson, who's also running. He recently just casually bragged. He's like, yeah, I'm 72, but I still play full court basketball. And you're like, okay, yeah. fine. Okay. Like, we get Have that. you seen him ball? He's actually like really good. It's no. crazy. I I want to, dude. I wish I could play Asa Hutchinson. I would twist his ass up so bad. And I'm not even that good at basketball, but I know he is. He is not that quick. Uh, no. So uh, there's Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who is like the 37 year old GOP guy running. He's like been he's been making it his thing that he's like so I'm so good at tennis. I can beat former collegiate tennis players. He recently described his he even had to say this, put this quote on wax. He said, I'm probably about the level of somebody who was uh, I don't know if they were a division one college tennis player, but they were like maybe five to ten years out. (laughs) Like, seriously, he's saying that like on his like, you know, stump stops as he's running for president. That's his whole platform. Yeah, just that. Yeah. With and then we have Miami Mayor Francis Suarez is also running. He's the latest to talk up his ball sack by bragging about how he crushed a 5K race. He said, "Name another presidential candidate who can play 6th in a 5K with a 24 and a half minute runtime. Go." 
which led a lot of avid runners to do a bit of quick maths on Twitter, um, point out he was basically doing about an eight-minute mile time. Like, That's which is like, good. That would be really good for me. That'd be good That's, for me, but like, I'm not bragging about it. Yeah, I also yeah. would run 5K. for president. On, That's what people do. It. After Thanksgiving, like, yeah, that's <laughs> like yeah. before Thanksgiving dinner. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, you kept it up for for three miles, but then a lot of people said you actually placed eighty seventh overall, <laughs> and you placed sixth in the forty five to forty nine age group specifically. There were ten so, people in that age. Yeah. group. Yeah, and yeah. then other people were like, Pete Buttigieg actually run a ha- ran a, a half marathon at this. Like, people started clapping back in all kinds of ways, and then one of Ramaswamy's staffers even hopped in to brag about their boss's running prowess, which then led Suarez to challenging Ramaswamy to a fucking jogging duel. Jogging? Cool. Yeah. God. This is so, we're the, this is, which is all to say, we are firmly like in this era where the projection of power is like more important than actually knowing what the fuck you are doing as a legislator. And whether it's like shooting machine guns in your campaign ads or challenging other candidates to like a push-up contest. I know Biden was saying, like, let's do some push-ups, Trump. Oh, God. Um, it's all just a proverbial you know, dick measuring contest. And I think a lot of why we have such like manly figures at the head of both parties, Biden and Trump. (laughs) Trump. Yes. Paragons of health, which, which is what most people are saying that like, this is probably because the fact that both parties aren't thrilled in the fact that their front runners are far from their prime in terms of physical fitness, that now this is becoming the new currency, especially in the GOP to be like, okay, yeah, I'm obviously younger, but like, check out my sick forehand on the tennis court. Like what? Yeah. Also, like bragging about the things you do that are like physical. Like I think uh, be healthy, do things you want to do. But I'm like, yeah. how much time a day are you doing politics? And how much time a day are you doing exercise? <laughs> like that's <laughs> I, I'm just like, I don't know. Like you look at RFK and I'm like, good for him, whatever. He's in good shape. But I'm like, you're old. How much time did it take to get that ripped? And like 17 hours a day. Done anything else <laughs> right, with that right. time? I don't right. trust it. I mean, in a million reasons, I don't trust him, but like, right, right, right. It's just such an odd thing to like bring into. I mean, we know why, because like masculinity is, of course, the only quote unquote way to be powerful. But it seems so odd to not ever consider political prowess as something that any of them should brag about. No, completely. It's just like, how what's your mile pace in a 5K? (laughs) What? And it's not even like I get. Eight minutes is nothing. Isn't this is great? But it's not like yeah, this I guy was it. like. He's like, I kept a six and a half minute mile time up for three miles. Then you're like, oh, okay, maybe. I don't know why. Yeah. It just reminded me of like my mile time in high school when I hated to run the mile, and I was like, mm-hmm. the best I ever did was like seven minutes. So I'll hold on to my best performance at 16 years old. Yes. And yeah. compare that to a 45 year old adult. Yeah. Yeah. I'm better. The, the, I feel like, first of all, like we we've seen this. Well, we've seen this with like the liver king and like people online who are just selling an image of the steroid enhanced image and then claiming that it's from like eating naturally. But like we've also seen it with like just how horny Trump is for like big muscular arms. Like (laughs) always loves to reference. I'm curious, like. If there was a GOP candidate who like just started wearing sleeveless shirts and was like pretty jacked. Like yeah. what that would do to the polling. Like Trump and if would Trump, immediately make him his vice presidential. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just curious because no one is like necessarily like an overtly like giga Chad super mask <laughs> dude who's like in the race. And I have a feeling. Are that's you like, assuming that DeSantis is going to drop out? 
<laughs> Did you not see that ad? Uh, what, I'm, what I'm actually presuming is he's about to tear those sleeves off at his next press conference. He's yeah. like, it's getting a little hot in here, huh, folks? It just has like the stringiest arms, but hey, we'll see. We'll see. We, but I there feel is like that, that would really him fuck wearing Trump shorts up. with like a long sleeved shirt on the beach. So, yeah. We've know, seen him know. in a short sleeve shirt with a vest over it, though. I mean, he's, yeah. he's shown us what he's got. I, yeah. What's under those white boots? Exactly. Yeah. He's all calves. He's all calves. Yeah. He's got legs like daikon radishes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really even know what that means. But. That's the thing we say in Japanese. <laughs> like, like, Asiga daikon mitai, which is like, have you seen a daikon radish? I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> Here, I'll play it. For, or not play it. This is a daikon radish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just the chubby little, yeah. Just like say like, yeah, carrot. you got like a unicalf. You call yeah. that a daikon. Like, anyway. Unicalf. So I'm bringing my own culturally toxic phrases to this show yeah. uh, that you can spread around with your friends. But this is a, a way we've talked about how we like see different ways that the 80s are coming back with like the last time that fascism was this openly embraced in the United States. We were, of course, like obsessed with like bodybuilders became mm-hmm. our movie stars. Cocaine was everywhere. And those have been two of the stories in the past, I think, week that like, yes. cocaine is super popular again. And now, like, even politicians feel the need to be, like, jacked. <laughs> I know. So. Like, some would be like, I was actually an envoy for the U.N. to the Taliban. Like, they're like, yeah, how much can you bench? Shut right? up. <laughs> See those triceps. Because <laughs> that's going to do the what? Guys. <laughs> Tries are for the guys. People know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the respect comes from. When they see you with that horseshoe tricep, bro, <laughs> it's over. It's over for Trump. All right. Let's take another quick break and we'll come back and talk about the orb. I'm, I'm into this orb, you guys. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. And we're back. And did we talk about the orb on yesterday's episode? I, I feel know. like... My, so Miles and I were in Las Vegas over the weekend. Heard of it? Ooh. I, I, I just went it? for the first time as an oh, adult, did? like a couple weeks ago. Did you see then, the orb? Um, yes, but it wasn't kind of like as up and running as it is now. It was. Oh, I was there gotcha, in May, gotcha. so it wasn't like turned on. It had right, reached right. its full <laughs> power. I mean, I was turned head. on seeing the orb, but like it yeah. wasn't turned on. <laughs> right. I, I was kind of turned on seeing the orb. I have to say, like you were vibrating. Front. Yeah, it is. When you looked I at was it. when so when it was in sight on the horizon or like in, you know, like in sight line of where mm-hmm. we were in the city. Yeah. I was looking at it when we weren't. I was showing Miles pictures of it from like on my phone. <laughs> I was like, yo, but look at this. Through the so, orb. I'm like, yeah, from earlier when we looked at the car. I was like, yeah, but this is a picture <laughs> like, of it. This is a there. picture of it. This is a video. Yeah. You can kind of see that. And it's, I remember, like, I, I think when we were leaving the Thomas and Max Center, I was like, Jack, dude, look the orb. And you're like, where? <laughs> you're like, yeah, orb. <laughs> I was so excited. So because orb. It is. I don't know. It it just makes the Vegas skyliner. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to show up in a lot of other places, but it makes everything around you look photoshopped. They're Wait, like so all what these. Is, oh, weird. What is the orb even? Because like I've just all, I've, all I know of it was like that. It was an LED display that's just gigantic, like hemispherical thing. But what? Yeah. Does so anything walk happen us into in orb it? World. Yeah. There. So is it's it like not open yet, but okay. it's coming, and oh. it's going to be. <laughs> It's going to be a concert venue where mm. like the, you know, so you too is on, on slate to like oh, be the first show and do like a big weird show that involves Bono holding a handheld camera up to his face. And like, then the whole city of Las Vegas needs to see it. Like, <laughs> a guy loves to be like, look how big my fucking face is. You guys. <laughs> but yeah, so they have that planned. They also have, they're working with Darren Aronofsky to oh, like God. show, I think, one of his movies. Oh, which God. I have to imagine is The Whale. <laughs> but I, I oh. don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, not, check out Requiem for a Dream <laughs> in the orb tonight. In the like, orb? Uh, like, which seems like the sort of thing that's going to make James Cameron so jealous. But, right. Like, what, like, when you say like show a movie, like, on the outside or on the inside? Like, if you're so just, I like, think... driving through Las Vegas, are you going to be like, 
oh, cool, Black Swan. Like, is it right? Like, <laughs> well, being that, that is one of the objections people. That is one of the objections people have is that like it is so strange looking. Like you, there's you know you're looking at a, a skyline, hazy buildings, and then somebody has photoshopped this like high definition basketball just sitting there mm-hmm. like slowly spinning. Like you could just mm-hmm. reach out and pick it up. Like with the your eyeball hand. was yeah, the, really the eyeball was, was really crazy. Freaky, yeah. The, the like moon was really cool, but yeah. So it's but people are objecting that that's like a huge distraction to drivers, like yes. who are already distracted. Yeah. Like, also, yeah, like right on the strip. I imagine that a lot of people treat Las Vegas the way I did for my first visit as an adult, which is I was on drugs the whole time. Like I was just (laughs) popping edibles and sipping on wine and had my friends and I went to go see Rod Stewart for my 39th birthday. And it was the best thing I've ever done. It was so much fun. He still got it. He's still got it. He's out there. He's performing. He's dancing. He needs a lot of breaks, but he's doing it. Um, (laughs) But like, I was already... 15 seconds. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to sit down. Um, No, but he's still dancing. He still hits a lot of the notes. Okay. But like, just the colors and the lights of everything else in Las Vegas was overwhelming to my gummies in like... (laughs) <laughs> filled right, right, brain. Right, right. I was like, oh no, I'm overwhelmed in every way that I could possibly be. And I don't know, if I was stoned and saw the orb, I think I'd explode off this planet. I just wouldn't yeah. be able to like deal with anything anymore. Because there's like a gig- the inside of it in the venue will also just be a big screen, right? Like, yeah, 16 also, like, LED inter- screen. Uh, 16,000 LED light screen. I don't know what that means. Which wraps over and around much of the audience That's and can not- augment the concert experience with trippy animations or close ups no. of the performance. No, no, no I think they feel mean 16K like as in four times 4K, like what resolution. Does that mean? Oh. Like there's wow. 4K resolution, there's 8K, and then there's fucking 16K because no. that's how gigantic and well high definition that shit's gonna be. Yeah, that is the thing. It's just the highest definition oh, giant no. thing that you've ever seen. Seems to be I, like what its trick is. But it, I don't like it. I'll say it. I don't. I, I don't, don't like, like it, and I do. You know. Yeah, like I, I want to have. Yeah, I want to have the drug freakouts in there though, just to <sighs> just to experience that when it's like, and now it's turned into a T Rex mouth, and I'm like, ah, mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm scary. Like, no, 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 no. But at least I want to go through that just so I can sure. have that experience, and then I'll run out into the street screaming. Yeah, I didn't even like seeing the Luxor. I was like, are we in Egypt now? What's happening? <laughs> like, just overwhelmed, <laughs> too confused right, right, the right. whole time. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, really disorienting. It's People should go at some point before it is no longer a thing that is possible. Or as Miles suggested, maybe it is just the future that we're all going to be living in where you like walk from one building to another inside air conditioned corridors while the outside is completely uninhabitable. That sounds right. And and you need a 16K definition orb screen above you to recreate the sky. So you're like, I'm outside. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but or I feel like every city is going to have one of these within like 20 years. Like, <sighs> you think so? You think the the, or- the sphere, the orb is the way of the future? I think so. I think okay. I think like this is going to be the first little piece of like Blade Runner technology mm. that's going to make everything around us seem super fucking surreal and like, yeah, just like mess with your depth perception and like, no thanks. yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> well, I welcome the orb. The, I mean, we're going to have to. I, mean, yeah, I don't want to yeah. say anything bad about the orb now. Yeah. Right. We should have known when when Trump went to Saudi Arabia and they gave him that orb. Yeah, right. we're living in the orb 
the period yeah. of the orb. Oh my orb. god, this we, is our orb compl- era. Yeah, we're in our orb era. Oh well, invest in orbs, folks. Yeah, the orb is actually brought to you by James Dolan, the owner, oh, inheritor of the Knicks and the Madison Square Garden, yeah, like, fortune. So. You know, what one of our favorite people, one of our favorite oh, blues yeah. singers on on this. Oh podcast. yeah, I mean, we talk all the time about how hip hop came out of New York, but I argue that James Dolan's contribution to music are probably the biggest contributions to music right. New York has ever made. You don't really see yeah. them quite yet, but they're they're coming. Yeah, and yeah. Oh man, <laughs> they probably are. Like every every billionaire will have a yeah. band with just like embarrassed oh, looking. What? Yeah, like what's seasoned the space musicians? From- Wait, Jack, what's the over-under on JD and the Straight Shot, James Dolan's band, being, like, one of the first bands to perform there or have a fucking residency at the Orb? Because oh, they're definitely opening for you, If too. he's, if because, like, he's forced people at Madison Square Garden, if they want to do a show there, that his band will open for the <gasps> oh show. God, no. He so didn't can, force anyone. The Eagles he, wanted him to open for them because they respect him as a musician. I'm sorry, allegedly. Um, so now I can see how he'll be like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, you want in on the orb? JD and the straight shot, we're opening. Yeah. How about like, that? But it, it's like privately traded. Like it, they spun it off from their company. It's its own thing now. It's, it's very oh. weird and surreal and all feels like it's out of a like sci-fi novel that hasn't like really been thought through very much. Yeah. Know? It's like, just like a very half-baked idea. Just a bunch a, of orbs? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe like some <laughs> orbs or something. Yeah. They like look like they're right there, but they're not. Yeah. And then there's concerts. Yeah. And then there's concerts <laughs> right. and Darren Aronofsky films. God. I feel like James Cameron has to be so jealous of this. Like oh, this, for this sure. feels like it's... He probably is shitting on the orb. For sure. You know but what I then, mean? He's like, oh, that's you think that's novel? I I actually saw Titanic with my own eyes. You know, <laughs> like he's like, fuck all fuck out of here with this orb stuff. But then secretly yeah. he's like, I yeah. want Avatar to be played on the orb. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about Barbenheimer? Please. How, how, are you guys what do you have plans for seeing these films that you've like laid out as of yet? Or what? no, but I will see them. I will see both of them in theaters. I don't feel the need to turn it into an endurance event, but AMC is reporting that more than 20,000 fans will be catching a double feature of both Mm -hmm. movies on July 22nd. Presumably followed by an immediate CAT scan. (laughs) I mean, I like... I don't like being like aside from being asleep, lying down, there's nothing I want to do for five straight hours. Like it just. Yeah. Are they taking a break? Like, I want to know what showings these people are seeing. Are they taking like right. an hour to like go outside and like refocus their eyes? Like I leave a movie theater and I'm like, I better just go back into the dark for a while. <laughs> right. Do you get a discount even or they're just saying they know that people have been buying like they can just tell people buying tell cool by tickets people. for the same day. OK, yeah. I thought AMC is also like. Hey, you want to really kind of fuck yourself up? We're selling double features <laughs> to Barbenheimer. Hop in. I mean, the internet's doing that for them. Basically. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. People have created like amazing movie posters, Barbenheimer. Yeah. With there's this one that we'll link off to in the footnotes. Footnote. That's really cool. I saw but, someone refer to it as Boppenheimer, which I think I prefer. <laughs> mm, Boppenheimer fun. is fun. Yeah. yeah. But are we giving enough respect to the barb part of it by giving I think it bop? The, the fact that, like, the B is the iconic, like, Barbie letter. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm reading right, it, right. Boppenheimer, all in Barbie font. Mm. I like Boppenheimer better, too. And it just also, has a like, better, like, it yeah. feels more fun. 
it's got Barbie is kind of bopping around out there, yeah. so it like kind of feels feels like it evokes Barbie even more than Barbenheimer. Okay, yeah. so we'll go for Barbenheimer from here on out. Yeah, but Terrific. the internet is settled on Barbenheimer because yes, you yes. can create a T-shirt that is split directly down the middle and has right. Barbie on like just Barb <laughs> on one side and Enheimer on the other. So the the merch sells itself, folks. It really does. Yes, truly. Now, call me when they make a doll out of uh, Cillian Murphy. <laughs> or Killian <laughs> yeah. Murphy? I never know how to say his Kill. name. Yeah, we found out Killian. it was Killian. It really fucked oh, me up. Wow. Yeah. I've, been, I've been wrong all along. <laughs> Makes him seem more sinister. Yes, so, it really does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so totally different, obviously. Mm-hmm. The only thing they have in common is the release date. And I, so I have a feeling that people, I don't know, I've... I, I could be wrong. People like the early reviews for Barbie are coming out like the word of mouth reviews. And they're like, it's a blast. And it, it's like really fun. You would think that Oppenheimer would be the blast. I, am hey. I right, folks? All right. There we'll we end go. the episode there. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm out. Leave Show rules. Leave I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. So early reviews. This is from something like talking about the first Barbie screening. Early reviews called the film bombastic and a triumph and praise the craftsmanship of the costume and set design as well as the nuanced commentary of the script that displays the highs and lows of the existentialism of Barbie and Ken's lives. So like mm. that confirms to me, like if there are existential questions being asked, I, I do think people in setting up this dichotomy are you know, they're overestimating how much Barbie is going to be just a straight shot of like pixie stick sugar, you know, Mm -hmm. like they just think it's going to be pure pink glitter. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think Greta Gerwig and, you know, Noah Baumbach co-wrote it with her. Like that doesn't feel like their vibe. Like he's never been a good time at the movies, I feel like. (laughs) And so I'm sure there's going to, I'm sure on its own, maybe people would be like, yeah, but it's like really fun and stuff. But people who like see Oppenheimer and then Barbie are going to be like, oh, this is also asks like dark That might fuck you up. I mean, maybe you have to chase it with like Oppenheimer. Like, yeah. you're like, fuck it. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, man, this is where we're at. Because I'd imagine you watch Oppenheimer and you're like, mm-hmm. what did he open the door to? Yeah. And then you go to like Barbie when you're like, and you still have that in the back of your mind. You're like, oh. Yeah. It's like, what is the existence <laughs> of being a woman yeah. or a man in our culture? Like, I do feel like <laughs> yeah. Greta Gerwig we? is going to pose some pretty <laughs> yeah, heavy totally. questions, I think, with Barbie. And I, do you guys think there's an ideal order? Would you go one if you if you had to see both of them in a double feature? Which which way would you do it? I feel like uh, most people say chase Barbie. You're chasing Oppenheimer with Barbie because that's mm. at least less on its face about the dawn of atomic weapons. True. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Part I've always said like let's just go all in. Like just watch Barbie. Get your mind ready for the three hour what like just mind fuck that Oppenheimer could be. So I. I'm saying personally, I would chase Barbie with Oppenheimer. Yeah, I, I don't know too. why, but That'd that's wrong. You do right Barbie now. then Oppenheimer. I, would I think Barbie I would. I think I would do this. Also, like I'm personally more interested in the Barbie movie, so yeah. I would want to be fresh for that one. And like, I don't know. Like, I think I'm gonna like get Oppenheimer. Like, even if I'm like half paying attention, half <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, Wait, you like, don't oh, think Christopher it. Nolan's a subtle filmmaker? <laughs> <laughs> He's already out. There's no CG in this film. We're like, we know, dude. We, know. Get it. we, we got to always do it. And I know you're really proud, 
proud that you made a mushroom cloud organically like that without yeah, CG. But also, uh, like, but no one's gonna care. The only thing, the only thing that like got me just because of my like, I don't know. I just I'm I love like the movie making kind of magic kind of stuff. Was someone showed the IMAX print of Oppenheimer, the three hour? Oh, film. I saw yeah. that. It's six hundred pounds. I think eleven miles long <laughs> 11 or something miles like long. that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I'm like. That's wow. the length of Manhattan. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. End to end. The uh, yeah, that's great marketing. See, yeah. You know. And then just be like, and that translates into three hours of your day. The only thing is, I just don't think physically I'm capable of actually doing a double feature like yeah. that. I don't think I can. It's so too much. As much as I say exhausting. that, like, I don't even know if I could do it like consecutive days. Like maybe a, a Friday, yeah. then a Sunday, or maybe just one week, then the next. Because I'm, it's, it's been a while since I've even watched movies that close to each other. Yeah. yeah. I, I also can't go like five hours without talking. Like, I just need, like <laughs> right. I'd be like, I want to talk to someone, right? Like, also, that's the thing is like, after I think either of those movies, the point is you want to talk about them. Like, yeah, after right. I see Barbie, I want to like go to the bar with my friends and like spend two hours talking about the movie. And I think right, Oppenheimer, right. I'll probably have something to say after it. <laughs> yes. <It's> just, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a tall order. Tom Cruise made the, op- the Oppenheimer thing official because he, did his like i love movies god damn it how fucking great are movies everyone thing he tweeted out this summer is full of amazing movies to see in theaters congratulations harrison ford on 40 years of indie Uh, i love a double feature and it doesn't get more explosive or more pink than one with oppenheimer and barbie and then like tweeted out a picture of him and i don't know who that is next to him maybe christopher mcquarrie holding up the the tickets to prove like we've done it we're gonna really do this damn thing mm. and then margot the robbie seats. and greta gerwig did the same thing with like standing in front of the oppenheimer thing poster with just like oh, yeah. big smiles on their face like <laughs> yeah they're clearly being like we're tom oppenheimer. cruise <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be so fun so the theory because i have wondered this i've been like why did they do this like it's a, yeah like chris nolan's pissed there's something yeah. that came out today that said, like, he's been telling people that he's not happy with the sharing yeah. the same release. So this again. is his first movie that's not with Warner Brothers. He His whole career has been uh, with Warner Brothers. No. There was the Tenet thing where, you know, it didn't it came out during the pandemic. He insisted like it right. had to come out in theaters. They did that. And like nobody felt comfortable going to movie theaters, really. And so. Like, it, it just did bad, and then they released a bunch of movies simultaneously on HBO Max, and he, like, shit all over them and said, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before, thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio, and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Calling wow. it the worst streaming service feels like a little petulant. I, I, don't I know. like they're it. all jockeying for first place at all times. Right. Exactly. I like how you're like, whoa, whoa, let's not come at HBO Max. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> leave Zaslav alone. Leave we're David we're Zaslav big Zaz heads here. <laughs> so Zazzy then he D. took this film over to Universal. And people are speculating that because Barbie is Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And like mid July is known as like when Christopher Nolan movies come out and everybody just clears the fuck out and doesn't mm-hmm. release anything around then. And Warner Brothers was like, we've got a we got a winner here with this Barbie movie. And fuck you, Christopher Nolan is the working theory. Ah, uh, so yeah. that I was like that. They, 
the yeah. proverbial atom was split, so to speak, with yes. the tenant release. Oh. Yeah, and here we are. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Publicly, well, he's saying, someone was like, I, I told him my theory that Barbenheimer was born through the complex history he has with Warner Brothers. And he said, now you know I must, now you must know I'm not going to answer that question, he said with a chuckle, only to say those who care about the theatrical experience, we've been longing for a crowded marketplace with a lot of different movies. That's what theaters have now. And those of us who care about movies are thrilled about that. Um, that statement was written by Tom Cruise. And then according to... Oh, wait, it to, was? No, but it, oh, it just feels like it. It feels <laughs> yeah, like right, right, right. he took that directly. Chad he was GPT or Tom a, Cruise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> reading from a Tom Cruise quote. But then, like, sources familiar with the matter said Nolan wasn't nearly as diplomatic in a stance behind the scenes. Yeah. They told Insider he was upset that Warner Brothers dated Barbie the same weekend as Oppenheimer, especially since mid-July has been known in the movie business as Nolan's oh, Weekend for oh. years. It's my weekend, Barbie! Oh, shut like, up. Like a 25-year-old girl having a birthday. Yeah, It's now my I, weekend! Yeah, you. This, it's like that Kim Kardashian thing. You took my wedding country <laughs> and my wedding singer, like, oh my God, fool, shut up. Uh, now I hope Barbie puts a smack on Oppenheimer. Yeah. <gasps> Me too. Yeah, go cry. I didn't. It's funny too because like I, I used to be like a former uh, like Nolan fuckboy who was like, "Yo, dude, he doesn't use CG, dude. This is the fucking sickest shit ever." And then like after a while, like it just really wore thin on me, and I'm like, "Hey, I don't know. Like I haven't yeah. even seen the last few films that he's made." Uh, you didn't see Tenet? Like, no, I don't dude, know why. Tenet either. All right, sorry, I even, I'm gonna blow your like mind. His, Think like about that films. word. It's the same forward and backwards. <gasps> the fucking palindrome. What the what? fuck? Oh, all right. Now I'm back, dude. This guy's fucking <laughs> genius, man. Wait till I tell you about a website called Kayak. <laughs> oh! <Whoa! laughs> a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. <laughs> go hang a salami Atomic on the lasagna hog. That's my favorite. Oh, is that? Oh, is that? that go, go hang, hang a salami Jesus. on the lasagna hog is the longest palindrome that I know. Wow. wow. That's a pretty right. good one. It'd have to yeah. be a palindrome measuring contest. If fucking Nolan just knew that palindrome, that's what he would have called the freaking movie. <laughs> it would have been a success. We wouldn't Honestly, be in this mess. I'd buy a ticket to see that movie <laughs> yeah. with COVID going on. <laughs> Wait, what is, what is it again? I'm a, so, what is it? Go hang a salami. I'm a lasagna hog. Wow. What would that film be about if he really went there? It's about uh, <laughs> like a... I yeah. think it should have been the exact it's same actually thing, a Garfield except movie. the secret code word for the <laughs> mission is go hang a salami on a lasagna hog. But it's about Oppenheimer, it's completely the, the Manhattan humorous. Project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, Allison, it's been such a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Yeah. Uh, where can people so find fun. you, follow you, all that good stuff? Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter still, allegedly, um, right. at Allison Leiby, A-L-I-S-O-N-L-E-I-B-Y. I'm on TikTok. I don't post. I'm just there lurking. And hey. um, you can listen to my podcast, Ruined, which I do with the very funny Hallie Kiefer, who I think has been on this show, possibly. Um, and if not, maybe one day. Yeah. Where we, uh, I'm afraid of horror movies and I never, ever, ever want to watch them. They terrify the crap out of me, but she is obsessed with them. And so every episode, she tells me the plot of a different movie that I refuse to see. Um, so if you love horror, she's like a student of the genre and such a talented storyteller and so funny. And if you don't like horror, but you want to know what happens in these movies, this is better than reading the Wikipedia entry, which I had been doing for years before we yeah. uh, started doing this. So that's Ruined. Um, and you can find us at Ruined Podcast on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. And we're owned by hey. Crooked Media, which we love them. 
Yeah, I, I love having video games described to me. I don't play yeah. them, but I love having yeah. them described to me. There's something like really nice about that. Or yeah, like having a movie plot. Like even if it's ruined, I don't give a shit. If I watch yeah. it, I'll, I'll forget or I'll enjoy it yeah. anyways. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't, you know, I just like information. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? Uh, a Twitter and Instagram account that I'm obsessed with called The Share Zone. Are we familiar oh, with yeah. The Share Zone? Oh, yeah. I've never related more to any human or entity the way I re- relate to what this social media account does. It's like fo- <laughs> it's like art that someone makes that's like very like skeleton forward. And uh, and then there's writing over it. And it's always pretty it's pretty like pro union and anti doing anything. Right. And the one that I saw today that just made me be like, I have to talk about this says, I'm pretty sure all I need to fix my life is a cool sword. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, with all the skulls. Yeah, with all the skulls. And like a lot of the, like a lot of it is like, steal from work. Who cares? <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, that's great. I love that message. It's really fun. Um, it really just genuinely makes me laugh every time I see any of the posts. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend. A great follow. There you go. Miles, where can people find you? Is there work in media you've been enjoying? There is another that says, do you want me to quit fucking everything up? Me too, bitch. <laughs> I am like very apologetic. I'm like self-deprecating. It's so, so stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, find me at Miles of Grey, wherever they got at symbols. That's including threads uh, where I'm actually slightly more engaged there because mm-hmm. I talk to people i went to high school and explain what i do for a living uh and also find me you know uh, uh, oh find me on my new podcast which actually comes out today called the good thief it's about it's a true crime adjacent podcast it's about this guy vasilis paliocostas who is like legit looked at as the greek robin hood he was kidnapping millionaires and giving money away and as a result, became Interpol's most wanted is like one of Interpol's most wanted fugitives. And the whole podcast is about learning about the man behind the myth and in search of him to maybe try and hear from this legend himself. So if you don't mind giving that a subscribe and a review, I would really okay. appreciate that. Zeitgang and all listeners uh, as I take a dip into the more you know traditional podcast space uh again and find us on our basketball podcast miles and jack got mad boosties uh and also my 90 day fiance podcast with sophie alexander called 420 day fiance uh let's see uh tweet i like uh it was just kind of stupid it's at stephen ray morris it's like an old tweet that i saw andrew t like but it came up on my timeline it's it's just it looks like a like a brontosaurus like looking longingly out of a window of a car as it's driving. It says taking my dog for a nice drive today. Oh. <laughs> the image of it just really looks like, like a that. dog just kind of looking out the window. Yeah, that's like, great. Uh, shout out that. to shout out to the brontosaurus brontosauri. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Kath Barbadoro tweeted kind of cool. How in Ryan Gosling's Ken we have the positive version of a method actor becoming the Joker. Every PR quote from him is incomprehensible. He went to method for Barbie and now his brain doesn't work. People like that is the thing. The The initial response to the movie is like, he's fucking incredible in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. 
Yeah, I'm I'm on board. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Hello. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what is the song that you think people might enjoy? Uh, yeah, we're going to go out on another track. Uh, I was I think we did a song off of one of the Flume mixtapes recently, but uh, this is another one uh, called Things Don't Always Go The Way You Plan. Uh, it's featuring Injury Reserve. It's just kind of a dope. Or no, this sorry, sorry, sorry. This is the titular track off that album. I was referencing another song. Uh, but yeah, check this track out. It's uh, it's just dope. I've just been getting, I've, I've always liked Flume like t- many years ago, and I didn't realize how much music is still being made. So just a little bit of electronic chaotic production for you uh, as as we enter the weekend slowly. I know it's hump day, but you know, we're we're getting over that right now. We're getting there. Gentle glide into the weekend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning, back this afternoon to tell you what is trending. And we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching. Great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors. Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big sodi fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, it made your tummy feel good? That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go to for a healthier, happier you.